And I was very, very skeptical at this point because I was like, that's just not going to happen. Um, so about two, three months later, she comes back after like going back and forth and there was like nothing. It just never really got picked up. And then literally two days later after we were like, okay, this is probably like, we, we tried it, didn't work, move on. Um, we get an email from her. She's like, so guys, really good news. CNN wants to pick this up. Um, so CNN does this exclusive article that ended up on the front page for like three days. Um, and the crazy part was like, I'm still in high school. Cause I remember waking up that morning. I still have to go to school. I'm sitting in class and I'm getting hit up by reporters from pretty much every other news site asking for interviews. And I'm like asking the poetry teacher, I'm like, yo, can I like go talk to like the news on the phone real quick? Brennan Agronoff, if you have seen these, if you've seen any socks with your face on them. Or our face on them. Well, you don't have socks with our face on them. You should, though. You should. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be mad. It might be weird. But. If you've gotten socks, you know who uses these? Dennis Yu, our great friend Dennis Yu, yes. loves to send you socks with your face on them. And if you are ever wondering, because everybody's like, that's a cool these gift. so cool. Super cool. But guess who's behind it? Brandon Agronoff from Hoop Swag. So we're super fortunate to have him with us today to talk to you live. Hey, Brennan, what's up, buddy? How's it going? Fantastic. So now that we've thrown you on the screen, the first <laughs> thing that everybody's saying is, how old is that dude? Yeah. I am. Uh, I'm 20 years old. I'll be 21 in a couple months. So not even old enough to drink legally. No. No, not legally, no. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. We've had Connor on here before. We understand. Oh, yeah. If you've had Connor, then I, I, I look really good. Yeah. <laughs> Connor actually, before his 21st birthday, I think, was drinking White Claw during the interview. With us, yeah. <laughs> but, he managed to start a beer company, actually, before he was even of legal age. It's quite impressive. Uh, yeah, it is all right, so you are at 20 years old. You've been doing Hoop Swag for the past, that means, 17? Seven years? Seven years? Yeah, seven years. Tell us about how this whole thing gets started. Yeah. So I grew up in Portland, Oregon. We've got like Nike headquarters out here. So like 10 minutes from my house. Um, I was in middle school, went to school with a bunch of kids that parents, their parents all worked at Nike. And so we'd always end up with like our hands on Nike gear before like kind of the rest of the country got it just as samples or whatnot. And so they came out with these socks that had blocks on them. They're made for basketball. They're called Nike Elite Socks. And they were like $14, which I was a very frugal kid, still am. And I thought this was the most ridiculous thing, but I start going to school and all these kids are wearing them and they're just like, they only had four colors. I think it was like black, white, blue, or red. And so I'm going to school, all these kids are wearing them. And I'm like, wait a minute. Like I got to wear something brighter than this. I was the kid that had to top everyone else in terms of like brightness of clothing. Um, and so I was on scrolling through Instagram one day and I see this super colorful pair of socks. I was like, oh my gosh, like I need these. So I save up like 40 bucks. Um, and my parents, like I purchased a pair of $40 socks. And my parents thought I was just absolutely nuts at this point. Um, but I get these socks and I'm wearing them to basketball practice and school and whatnot. And all my friends are like, yo, like, where'd you get those from? Can I get some? And I straight up wanted more for myself. First off, that was like really the biggest driving factor was like, I wanted more for myself and I knew they didn't cost $40. And all my friends were asking about them. And so I was like, okay, maybe there's something here. And I had like sort of done the whole like flipping thing on eBay since I was like seven and kind of messed around and understood how like you could ship things. And 
very basic understanding, I guess, of like selling things online. And so I started to do a bunch of research. I was like, okay, so I have a, I have a white sock. How do I add color to it? And it was about six months of research, like online forms, Yahoo Answers. I was working with like print shops. I melted, I don't even know how many pairs of socks, but we did all this sort of testing. And I finally like arrived on this method that is what this had company had used to print the socks. Once I had that, I basically found this like local guy who could make samples for me. Um, and that was like the first thing I knew to do. I was like, okay, I need to get some in hand. So I got some samples made that were like half printed, but like would prove the concept. And I took those, flipped them on eBay, made a decent amount of money off of like 10 pairs of them. And I was like, okay, there's something here. And so I was like, I at least could buy the, I, the math I was doing in my head was like, I was obsessed with Excel as a kid. And so I have this giant Excel spreadsheet that was like, okay, I need to sell this many pairs of socks to pay back the initial equipment. I can do it over this time frame. And basically it was a, the closest thing you could call it like a business plan. And so I basically present this to my parents at 13. I'm like, Hey, I need like $3,000 for this initial loan. Um, for this equipment and here's how I'm going to pay it back. Here's how long it takes, et cetera. And I had a bit of a track record in terms of like, I, they watched me do this for five or six years and definitely like in, in, been encouraging of it, or at least supportive. And so I got the $3,000 loan from them. And I think I ended up paying back in like 60 days, just selling stuff on eBay. Um, and then I threw up my own site in like August of 2013. And that was like the the start of Hoopswag, if you will. All right. So a lot of people are coming in. I see everybody jumping in. They might have missed. Um, we're talking today with Brandon Agronoff, who is the founder and CEO of Hoop Swag. If you've got socks with your face on them from Dennis Yu, um, they came from Hoop Swag. Brandon started out this company seven years ago when he was 13 years old with $3,000. His parents Amazing. gave him $3,000 um, in order to get this thing off the ground. And um, now, I mean, and, and look, I know that you don't know the group that well, but this group is, we're, we're not shy. We love success. Like we're, we're everybody's going to be so pumped to hear this, but now from $3,000 and then we'll fill in the, in the blanks. So yeah. that's how we started. And then now, now what do you do? Like, so now you must be doing what? $3,000 a month. <laughs> yeah. So, and I mean, last year we did about 2.2 million in sales and hopefully okay. like, not bad. It's decent. <laughs> and is it just socks? So yeah, we did mostly, I'd say it's like 90% socks. It, it was in probably like 2018, 2019, we launched an oven mitt brand, which does very similar thing, like faces and dogs on oven mitts. Um, and then the past couple months, we sort of started experimenting with like printing masks now too. So that could be big going into Christmas this year. So I we're expanding product lines. Yes. That's oh, that, that's like you're selling things. We're gonna come to yeah. that. We're gonna come to that. Okay, that's I, gotta, a- I gotta ask another question too, because the sock doesn't actually like have a brand on it. Is it your sock? So those are our base socks. We have a version yeah. with and without a logo on the side. Does it have a little like H symbol on the side? Yeah. yeah. So that stands for hoop sock. If you look, there's actually an S inside of the H, and it's like a little bit of an optical illusion. But that's kind of the only branding on there. We keep it relatively minimal, though. It's more so in like the packaging. And I got to tell you guys something I love about these socks more than anything or more than our faces on them is they have the little right and left reminder. So you never wear the wrong sock on the wrong foot. Well thought out. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad that's useful. A lot of people think it means like large and I'm like, no, that's left. And they're like, oh, like I thought you sent me the wrong size. And I was like, no, <laughs> right and left. Right and left, buddy. Right and left. All right. I hope we've got everybody's attention. Brandon Agronoff, 20 years old. Last year, $2.2 million in socks and oven mitts. Started out with $3,000 from his parents. 
and then off he went. So now let's let's talk about filling in the blanks. So we get the three thousand dollars. We start um, printing these socks. Tell us about uh, that journey, biggest successes, and also biggest failures. Did you have any setbacks along the way? Oh, absolutely, all the time. Um, so yeah, I mean, I started selling these things on eBay. That was like the first thing I knew how to do, and I was like, okay. Um, I'm having some success on eBay. Like I'm going to throw up my own website. So I threw up my own website thinking that all my friends love these things. Like I'll sell a bunch. We sold nothing. And and I kind of came into the realization, like, again, I had no background in marketing or anything. And I was like, okay, no, there's nothing selling because there's nothing coming. There's no one on my site. And so I was like, okay, I need to find a way to like generate attention around this. And so being 13 and Instagram was sort of picking up. That was like, I just turned to Instagram. I made an Instagram account. I started doing like giveaways and sending product to like these shoe um, collectors. It was like influencer marketing before it was called influencer marketing pretty much. Um, so I'd send them socks, they'd post them to their followers. I'd make socks that match shoes. And the cool part about our business, and this is still to date, is like everything is one-off essentially. Like we don't keep inventory of anything except for like blank product. Um, so everything's pretty much made to order. And so I had a bunch of flexibility in, in that sense. So yeah, we started sending these socks out from Instagram, um, slowly started getting sales. And like looking back, it was a really slow growth process. Like to a 13 year old, we, I think we did like $10,000 our first year. Like that was a, that was a very, like I, what I considered successful at the point in time. Um, but like looking back, we went from like, I believe it was like 10,000 the first year. We got our own site up. Um, we started selling a bit more on eBay after going through like a full year of that and, and building a bit of a customer base. And I think like the second year we got to like 50 or $60,000. And so it was like 5X, but it was still like looking back very relatively slow growth um, to get to like what we hit last year. And so going off of the, we were printing on just Nike socks at this point. This is like literally run out of my garage. Um, I had, at this point, I think I actually had hired one of my mom's friends to come make socks because I, like, I was still a full-time student. Um, and so I'd come home and there wouldn't be time to make socks and get them to the mail in time. So I had this mom that would come to her garage every day and make socks, uh, which was a very little interesting dynamic. Um, but yeah, so I started, I, I got that going and it was like, I almost removed myself a little bit from it. And then it got to a point where like, okay, we've been printing on Nike socks this whole time. We keep running into like inventory issues. We like Nike won't sell to you directly. You have to go through these third parties. And so we ended up developing like our own brand of sock. Like that was the next sort of move to step away and make this like a legitimate business. And so it took me about six months to a year and there was a, to, to like develop our own brand and inside of there, there was a whole mess of stuff that like, that was like one of my first big losses I would say was like, we tried working cause like I'm in, I'm in Oregon, I'm 14 or 15 years old. I don't know how to go talk to like uh, Chinese factories or overseas factories. And so my first bet was like, okay, I'm going to go see if I can get something manufactured domestically, knowing it might be a little bit more expensive, but like to at least understand the process. So we go back and forth with this factory for months finally get like samples approved and everything. We place like an order of like five or 10,000 and we get the socks and they're just completely bad, like not usable. They weren't what the samples were. We'd just been kind of like screwed over. And so I messaged them and I'm like, Hey, like what happened? Like, these are not what we got at all. Never heard back. Um, and like, there was a relatively big chunk of money out of our like total pot. You could say at the time being 14 or 15, like it's not like we had all this cash we're sitting on to play with R and D and such. And so that was like a major setback for us. Um, and then I started going to China and I was like, okay, maybe I do have to get this done here and sort of figured out how to develop things over Skype, um, and, and sending samples in the mail. So I, that was definitely like a big lesson I learned early on. Um, I think was like, okay, this happened and we're either going to like let that sort of really screw you over and step down, or you can kind of just keep going and, and figure it out as it goes. Um, 
but so we did that. And then we started moving towards uh, about a year later, we got on Amazon. And that was another, like, I'd say big milestone for us was we jumped. I mean, Amazon is a massive sales channel. Um, pretty difficult to get on at the time for like certain uh, categories, like clothing for whatever reason. But I kind of like schemed my way getting onto Amazon. And that really sort of like grew the company even more. And then the next sort of like big milestone was we actually ended up acquiring one of our competitors in the space um, from the, like they were one of the first competitors, huge social following, like much more well-known than I was. Um, but it was like a, it was a husband and a wife in California and they just like, they were doing it out of their garage and like, we can't do this anymore. Like, and we were more of like doing the actual production and manufacturing stuff than they were. And so we ended up acquiring them which honestly, at the time, it was more so like we wanted their artwork, like the artworks was really valuable in this business, because it's it's what makes people buy them or not buy them. And so we acquired that. But what I didn't know at the time was like, we'd always considered doing something with press just because of my age. And I was like, why not take advantage of that? Um, and the opportunity kind of uh, set itself up once we acquired them. And we were like, okay, maybe this is the right time. Because um, there never was really anything that was like, wow, like this is a big milestone, like you need to do anything with this. So we ended up working with, I just have, it's a very small world, but like my eighth grade PE teacher, I was like best friends with, cause we'd sell stuff on eBay. Like he did the same thing that I did, like flipping stuff. And so I always talked to him. Turns out his wife um, runs like a PR firm locally. And so I didn't even know what PR was at the time, but we started like at least scoping it out and seeing what was possible. And she was talking, she was, I remember on the first call, she's like throwing out all these big uh, organizations. She's like, oh, like we can do an article in Forbes an entrepreneur and all these things. And I was very, very skeptical at this point because I was like, that's just not going to happen. Um, so about two, three months later, she comes back after like going back and forth and there was like nothing. It just never really got picked up. And then literally two days later after we were like, okay, this is probably like, we, we tried it, didn't work, move on. Um, we get an email from her. She's like, so guys, really good news. CNN wants to pick this up. Um, so CNN does this exclusive article that ended up on the front page for like three days. Um, and the crazy part was like, I'm still in high school. Cause I remember waking up that morning. I still have to go to school. I'm sitting in class and I'm getting hit up by reporters from pretty much every other news site asking for interviews. And I'm like asking the poetry teacher, like, yo, can I like go talk to like the news on the phone real quick? Um, and so very, very interesting experience, but our business like tripled overnight, um, just because of all that exposure. And so after that, we kind of took that and ran with it. And we built that, like we had a much larger customer base at that point. And we started building out other programs. So we're doing like fundraising programs, um, charity programs, all these different sort of things with our existing customer base. Um, and then that kind of propelled us. Like I'm always picking up new ideas too. And so like we turned into more of a manufacturing type company I was starting to realize versus like just a sock company. Because yeah. um, when I was 13, I was too naive to know that like most companies will split out, like they'll outsource the manufacturing, outsource the fulfillment. I just assumed I did all of that. Like I don't, I just was. And so we, as we're sort of moving towards that, I saw some of these other products popping up, which were like socks with dogs on them. I saw a company that was super successful doing that. I was like, well, wait, I already have the stuff to do this. Why don't I hop in on this? Um, and then the piece of software basically to develop was like, how can you do the customization? Like someone uploads a picture and how do you create the print files and, and deal with that? And so we took that and, and ran with that and created these dog socks pretty much. Um, and the system for that socks. What's that? Personalized dog socks. Personalized. Yes. Personalized. Okay. Yeah. 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 So you can choose like your background and your color or whatnot and your size and and you upload your images. Um, and so we did that and that went really well for like the next six, nine months. Like I said, I'm always looking at new stuff. So I was like, okay, mother's day, what's a product we could basically leverage the same software we built for, um, on another product. And we, so we've launched oven mitts and those have done really well. 
Um, and then we did face masks and like, now we're looking at like really expanding to like mugs, blankets, towels, kind of your generic, like gift items, I guess. Um, but with a twist in the sense that they're all customized and it's, it's, yeah. Well, so I have a question cause I want to go back just a little bit because this is yeah. fascinating at such a young age, you were able to acquire another company. And that's something that we talk about all the time here in the black diamond club is that you should always be looking for other companies within your industry that may be going under or maybe aren't making a huge profit margin that you can acquire. So like, did you find them or did they find you? How did you go about doing that or finding that? Yeah, it's actually very interesting. So they reached out to us, um, mm -hmm. which I remember getting an email. I was just honored I got the email because like, and they just CC'd all of us. So there was like eight competitors on there. Um, oh. And yeah, and the most interesting part though, I will say was like when we got in negotiations with them, like these other, some of the other competitors that we had were offering them more money, um, but they ended up selling to us because of the way we like dealt with and the way we sort of like functioned our company in terms of a lot of the competitors were doing like illegal artwork and all this stuff because it was a small enough industry, like no one's really gonna come after you. Um, but we had just done everything super clean from the start in terms of like all of our stuff was above board. We had done things the right way. Um, and those people, I guess, just like aligned with that more so than any of the other things. And it wasn't even worth the money for them to sell because they wanted to see something happen with it. Um, and so that was like, we ended up closing with them for cheaper than some of these other competitors were offering them, but solely because of the purpose that like, they liked who we were and how we functioned. Um, and the fact that we had like done things ethically from day one. So, so tell us about this getting into the dogs mother's day all of these, the oven mitts, are you researching um, what your clients are into or are you just sort of trying to see, you know, guessing and see Watching what sticks? Like how, yeah, how are you coming you up with these ideas? Yeah, so the dog socks, we were like the third or fourth company into the space. Like that was definitely not an original idea. Um, like, like I said, we had the manufacturing, but I just like, I watch Facebook all the time. I actually go on Facebook a lot just to look at other people's ads. Like I just like scrolling through and looking at ads and seeing what else is on there. Um, so I'm like constantly, uh, looking at that. And then also I found some of my best ideas come just from like my friends from high school. I consider them very like consumer type people. And so I like, I love talking to them about what, what ads they saw today and what they thought was cute and whatnot. Um, because it's, it's very interesting because it's very telling of like a, with enough feedback from that, I can take that and go start doing my own research and be like, okay, is anyone else selling these? Um, how hard would this be to create? Like what's sort of the demand for it and, and judge that. And now we're at a point where we have a big enough customer base that we can sort of like launch products with no cost and see how they do. And it, there's no downside to us. Like we send an email and we get a pretty good idea if there's any demand for it or not. And if there's not demand, then it's not really worth pursuing that much further. But if there is, then we start looking at like, okay, how can we do paid social on this? How can we, how can we get this out there more? Trying to make good things get bigger and kind of getting rid of bad ideas from the start. All right. If you're joining us late, we're with Brennan Agronoff from Hoopswag, a uh, 20 year old started at 13. He's been in business for seven years. So he's kind of a veteran in that sense. Maybe not a veteran of life at 20 years old doing $2.2 million in revenue over the past year. So he's got a thing or two to teach us. We've got Connor Blakely saying hello, sending you a shout out there, Connor, or Brennan. Um, 
I want to jump to that. Um, I know that when you and I first spoke, um, you were in Las Vegas. You were about to meet with Dennis Yu. Um, I was able to see via social media that that day you went on to meet with some other um, very influential individuals along the day. Um, how important is relational capital to you and what role has that played in helping you to build the brand and sell more sell more of your of your stuff? Yeah, it's. I think it's. I, I, at a younger age, I don't think I understood it as much. And I think only in the past year, maybe 18 months, I've really started to like appreciate the the real value in relationships in, in, in that sense. Um, but like for the past two or three years, I have, for example, like Dennis, I've spent a large amount of time traveling with Dennis and meeting all these people and like just kind of learning subtly from him. Um, and he's obviously like very experienced in the industry. And so that's been super interesting for me to see how someone who's that experienced in the industry manages relationships, how he sort of creates them and, and how they exist for him. Um, and then taking that and also like Connor, right? Like Connor's same age, met Connor four or five years ago in sort of the young entrepreneur space. And some of those kids have become like my best friends that a lot of people would like have best friends from high school. Like my best friends I talk to on FaceTime every day. Um, and I've started to realize like, as you get into like bigger business, I would say, um, I've realized that the relationships are really more important than the actual business itself, just because those are what are going to get you introductions to key people. Those are people who you're going to, they're, they're people who will, will help you when you need help and you help them. Um, and it's, it's like the most resourceful way, I guess, of going about it that I found. Um, and like, don't make the same mistakes that your friends did. I've watched my friends make a lot of dumb mistakes because we're all young and I've made dumb mistakes. And so trying not to copy what they did um, mm -hmm. has been like tremendously helpful. So <laughs> can you, I mean, and you tell me we, when we spoke, you know, obviously just, just you and I, we talked a little bit about where you're going. Um, socks, oven mitts, masks, you have the capacity to print on demand and that's, that's pretty unique. That's, mm -hmm. that's awesome. Um, you are beginning to explore something that I think is absolutely going to be of massive interest to every single one of our, our listeners, our viewers. I mean, if you're in the service industry, like that's one of the things like swag, right? And that's right. it's hoop swag. But you know, you don't want to order 5,000 t-shirts and 8,000 pens and keep and, them in your office. And keep them in right? your office. Nobody so wants that. You have you have the ability at least right now with socks to print on demand and that's pretty cool because I yeah. could I don't have to do my face. I could up upload my logo, I could upload anything that I wanted to onto the socks, print them on demand, send them to a client, and as we already know, the clients get them and are going to post them on social media they're extremely grateful it's a novelty they love it it's great yes, exposure it's for everybody great brand equity for any company doing that. what else are you exploring what do you what do you see the future for, for hoop swag yeah i'm I, this is something i'm super excited about and i know i talked about this on the phone but like how can you take an experience like that right and instead of just saying like sending them a note that's like thank you or an email it's thank you it's like how can you send them something um in our case which is socks uh, and like you mentioned you don't have to keep inventory of all this stuff but you said we've been testing this over the past couple months with Dennis does this and then a couple other people do it, but it's like a, a good way of saying thank you. Um, and so you send them socks and they really aren't like that expensive in the grand scheme of things. Um, but almost every time, regardless of like how influential the person is, you get a post on social and they say thank you. And not only that, but like then you show up in their dresser every morning um, and they're, they're thinking of the fact that like where these come from. Um, and it's the fact that they're on demand, right? So you don't keep inventory. Um, I think it's a super cool way and then kind of combine that with other something else. So we're working on also like video cards that you could potentially upload a video onto like a, you like record yourself taking a video, upload it, and then it gets sent on a physical card to them um, along with the socks. So that's something we're looking at handwritten notes. 
just like how can you kind of go above and beyond to sort of one up these relationships and especially in like a service industry like a little touch like that could make someone from a one-time client into like a long-term lifetime client and so it's like the cost to do that is easily worth it um and, and it's exciting for me because like i've done this with sock like just some of the our manufacturers we've gotten better prices on this because we sent them socks which is really ironic because they're the ones making them but um it's it's just super super interesting to see how like it all like the relationships just play out over time so That's awesome i love, I love that, that. <laughs> well let's get granular for a second because i want everybody that's watching to know if they what if what what do they do if they want to engage you from a business level so now maybe um they want to send socks to their clients what do they do if they want to get set up as a as a client and be able to send uh socks with their client their clients faces or their logo to to or special their clients people. pets imagine yeah. that you know home run right that's there that's a home run that's a home run if you that say socks with dexter on it home run just saying <laughs> <laughs> yeah no What's that? Oh, yeah. So we are actually we're not launched yet. We're like super close to having something live that would theoretically integrate with where and this is something I was going to talk to you about, too. But like, how can we integrate with your guys' stuff? So you don't have to go like go off platform and set something brand new up. Um, but hopefully within the next month or so, we'll have something that could essentially you it's like a one click integration and you can kind of set up like triggers, if you will, saying like, if this happens, then issue them these socks or this gift or whatever. Um, but once we have that, it would be super cool because you'll pretty much have like an automated thank you process, if you will. All right. So this is you since you said that, let me just, and, and, and this is what happens. So like some, a lot of people jumped on and some people dropped off. And then now They're if you, if you are on, feel free to go ahead and post what I'm about to say. If you heard Brennan correctly, he said that we could potentially set up a system where it was automated and that we could trigger the the sending of of socks for example i don't know of any other ehr in the world that could possibly integrate into brennan's system other than katana where we could automatedly send socks to your clients for certain things like their birthday mm. their anniversary mm. their one year anniversary with you as a client we could set up and trigger other things so he's can he can expand now beyond socks and we could do maybe a, a branded mug um a uh, bluetooth speaker mm. anything that he could print on um this is um, next mitts for all the mothers yeah mothers but yeah. on mother's day yes mitts for fathers. i mean this is this <laughs> This is absolutely incredible. So now, if you're like, what did he just say? Yeah, that's that's what we're talking about. Because look, first of all, um, he understands the value of relationships. Um, he understands the value of collaboration. He has a track record of success, right? And now this is something hyper innovative. What if we begin to integrate into the service world where now for him, this is all happening automatedly. Now imagine for you as a BDC member or anybody who's watching and you have Katana and your EHR is not just an EHR, it's a patient relationship platform. And the patient relationship platform is actually triggering the gifts into Brennan. And Brennan is taking care of the printing, the shipping, the handwritten note if you want you get it. To like Holy set it cow. And forget it. Like I love that. And every day you just that. you just look you on social media and see everybody post. More impact and do less. Like you get to wake up in the morning and go, I didn't even know it was Mary's birthday today, but she posted about socks. How awesome would that be? And I think Brennan would be up to like five million in revenue when like it's done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It would be crazy. Revenue. <laughs> I love it. What do you think about that? We could do that, right, Brennan? Yes. Everybody yeah, no, I'm saying they love it. 
we're close. We're close. And that's what I'm super excited about. It's like, cause the thing is, if you try to do it manually, you could, but then it's, you got to get someone to like do it and sit down and it never ends up happening just because it is a lot of work. Um, but once you like make do it ourselves, yeah, we do that. For yeah. our- we don't print them, for- but we send gifts, but we send gifts. Just- even, even, even the ordering process to do that all manually is a lot of work and time. Um, and the coolest part, in my opinion, is like when you start integrating, I don't know the specific laws around this, but you can take information and feed that through that then is like printed. So not only is it their face now, maybe you take some other attribute or information that you have on that patient or whoever it is, and you're able to put that onto the product or the note or whatever it is. And like each time you do something like that, it just gets more and more personalized. I love that. Their like favorite their anniver- baseball team. Their anniversary date for their. Oh, you can do that too. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Their favorite sports team. Yeah. Go Cubs or whatever. Mm-hmm. Dude, this is super awesome. I love it. I love yeah. the entrepreneurial spirit you have, the innovation, the drive. I mean, that's this is killer. Your market research, your relationships. You're like a, a complete package of all the things that we teach all of our entrepreneurs here in Black Diamond Club. You're doing it all. I love it. Thank you. That's awesome. So, all right, everybody, I want you to go to www.hoopswag.com in the interim. Uh, Brennan and and his team are building out. And that's another cool thing, right? He's so young and he's got a team of developers, people putting all this together. Once that's ready, uh, Brennan and I are going to jump on the phone. We're going to talk about integrating it API right into Katana. Those of you that have Katana, you're in super luck because we're going to automate the process for you. It's going to be amazing. Hopefully, too, Brennan, we can uh, see you at um, some of our BDC events. I'd love to get you plugged in with the uh, the BDC members personally, have you uh, get to meet them. They're going to love you. Uh, they're going to buy you drinks, even if you're not 21. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I'd love that. <laughs> <laughs> we'd love to get you out with dennis you have you guys all hang out uh, he's he's phenomenal and listen i just want to give you um my utmost uh respect um I, I i so appreciate what you've done and i will tell you this and and i am not i i know the level of people that you um interface with and i'm not on that level but i will tell you this after you and i spoke i i commented very specifically um i think i told rachel um that one, you, you, you went about getting the phone call the absolute right way. We were connected and then you followed up. And then when we got on the phone, it was just the perfect call. Like you're not successful by accident. And I think that a lot of people, um, they wonder like, well, how do you do that? And I mean, you and I didn't know on what level we would connect or what the possibilities or potentials were. And, you know, you got on the phone and it just was, it was an absolute pleasure to hear about what you're doing. Um, and then to hear about your openness to collaborate. Um, and I think that, you know, for me, that was an absolute joy. Most of the time you get on the phone and somebody's just about like, hey, man, can I jump in BDC and you tell them about my socks? And it's kind of like, well, well, <laughs> I mean, I guess we could, but I mean, you, 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 you super get it. And I am super looking forward to uh, cultivating and, and, and creating this relationship long term. As you know, we value long term relationships and I see a lot of potential and promise for what you're doing and what we're doing and how we could blend that together. Yeah. Well, it's funny when you said that when we got on the phone, I mean, I did a little research on, on who you were, but it was finally nice to like put that together. And the same thing you said, where it's like, it just kind of clicked and it was cool. Um, so no, I'm super excited to see where this goes and hopefully I, we will be able to build better relationships pretty soon. So Absolutely. yeah, hopefully we'll be, we'll be out of our, um, out of our COVID bubbles yep. and quarantine. <laughs> All right. We got to let uh, Brennan go because he's in Portland and um, riot um, time starts pretty soon. <laughs> so he's got to meet up with his buddies. They're going to make <laughs> 
We're going to go all out to see if they can get it done. Uh, Brent, thanks for joining us. We super appreciate you. Yeah, thank you for having me on, guys. I really appreciate it.